Welcome back to another episode of Switchboard and also the last episode of Switchboard this term and this season. Um, I think we're both happy and sad to be bringing you this episode. It's been a really fun one for us to do, but also obviously sad for both Liv and I to be ending our time as hosts and producers together. Um, I know I've had a really good time working on Switchboard with you, Liv. Same for you. I'm really excited to end this way. We've got a really fun episode, something a bit different for me, but less different for Izzy, which we can get onto, I'm sure. We're talking to people in the sporting community in Cambridge this week with the upcoming varsity tournaments this week and in the past few weeks as well. So we're speaking to some people that do sports and people involved in the community in the more large way, including Izzy. Should we, should we talk to you a bit about your varsity experience? Sure. I mean, I think you're overselling it a little bit. Um, I'm on the the university seconds team for swimming, so I am not a particularly talented competitive swimmer, but I did get to go to varsity in Oxford a couple of weeks ago, which was very exciting. Really fun. I had been to Oxford before, but never as a Cambridge student, which I think added to the experience. And so just getting to participate in the kind of Oxford-Cambridge rivalry was really fun. Um, And as we come to mention in some of the interviews, I think the best thing about Cambridge sports in general is the social side of things. Like I really enjoy swimming and I love the sport, but equally I've just really enjoyed getting to know people on the team and getting to know people in Oxford as well. Yeah, that's great. Should we, should we get into it? So first up, we spoke to Shamal, who is the captain of the University Taekwondo team. Hi, I am Shamal. I'm a fourth year engineer at King's. Um, I am the current president of the Cambridge University Taekwondo Club. Um, and I've been on the varsity team for Taekwondo since my first year. Um, that's when I joined the club and I've been doing Taekwondo for a while now, I think since I've been like seven or so. And how do you find kind of managing, um, kind of doing your sport alongside your degree? I, I really, really enjoy doing my sport. I, my favourite part of my sport is definitely the squad and the team aspect of it, which is why I really enjoy going to training. We normally train three times a week, um, but we don't have to go to all of them. Um, I normally go to between two or three a week, depending on the week itself. Um, personally, I tend not to do any work in the evenings. My work life um, has always been every day from nine till about seven or so. Um, I'm getting work done. I'm being productive, maybe an hour off here or there for lunch. Um, and then in the evenings, that's when it's my time to do my thing. And sports has very much been one of those things that I fill my time with. No, that makes a lot of sense, especially at a place as intense as Cambridge, having some kind of way to um, relax and do some kind of other activity outside of your degree is really important. Um, do you feel like you're, because I know you were saying you really like being part of the squad, does your, other than um, like training, what kind of social life does Taekwondo offer or maybe demand of you? Like, do you feel an obligation to um participate in in social events or whatever or is that something you look forward to um it's very much something that i look forward to um yeah we do swaps fairly often we have loads of small little cute taekwondo traditions that we absolutely love for example going to wasabi after training um board games nights lots of playing twister twister is always a good one because it's great for stretching and it's also really competitive and really good fun um 
I really, really enjoy the team aspect of it, as mentioned. I really enjoy being with the team. Um, the socials that we hold are really, really good fun. Um, also, there's little parts which is to do with the sport, but not actually um, like a part of the sport. Like um, when we do championships, for example, Bucks, um, we normally take the minibus there together as a squad. Um, we'll all be cheering each other on. So the entire day is kind of, you're really stressed out because it's all to do with your competitions and the fights that you're in or the patterns that you're doing. But then you're also cheering on everyone else on your team. And there's such a big community spirit and the coach, especially on the way back from Bucks, where everyone is cheering and everyone is just having loads of fun. Everyone is celebrating the medals that each other won. We normally get a meal together afterwards. And that's the spirit that I absolutely love about our squad and about our club. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really exciting, obviously, um, with this episode being based around varsity kind of sports. Um, what kind of are your insights into that? Like, what's that experience like? Is it a lot of pressure? Um, especially with martial arts and these kind of sports, you're kind of training for months and months and months, all for a three minute fight, um, which is a bit scary to think about. Um, whereas with some of the sports, you maybe have a longer duration of time. But I think with most sports, it's all about performance on the day. Um, so it is very stressful. Um, however, having the squad around you, having the squad with you, everyone knows the position that we're in because we're all in it together. Everyone is very much cheering each other on. We're all helping each other out, giving each other advice, making sure we're all like, you know, well-rested, well-fed. Um, the squad mentality of it all is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that sounds really, um, I don't know, especially with like such a high intensity, um, you know, level of sport, like playing sports at varsity level, you need a team that's compassionate and a team that's looking out for its members. Um, but I'm curious if you think, because obviously like a lot of students who end up at Cambridge are here because they're really driven, they're really motivated and passionate, but also that can like kind of skew towards being quite perfectionist and quite intense. Do you find that that translates into um, the sort of energy that people bring into um, into your squad and into Taekwondo in general? For some parts of it, it is a very good thing. For other parts, not so much. For example, with Taekwondo, we have two very different sides of the sport. We have the patterns, the what we call tool or pumse, um, which is very much the artsy side of things, the demonstration side of things. Um, and being a perfectionist there is absolutely key because when you're being judged for those kind of things, um, the judges are looking for your the way that you move, every single detail about what you're doing. So being a perfectionist within that that sport or that discipline is actually really, really helpful and can get you further along within the competitions. When it comes to the other side of the sport, the sparring side, um, being a perfectionist is very useful. Um, for example, when you're sparring, when you're trying to better yourself in terms of technique, depending on what kind of fighter you are. However, with sparring, there is always, it's, it's guaranteed that you are going to get hit. You're never going to be in a fight where you're not going to get kicked in the face or punched to the body. And everyone in the sport knows this, which is really nice to know. It's very much like, an, I'm not going to go in and not get hit. It's very much a calculation. It's like, which hits can I afford to take? Which hits do I want to miss? When do I get in? When do I score my points? When do I move out again? So in that form, in that way, you don't need to be as much of a perfectionist. 
Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned earlier that obviously you've been involved with Taekwondo since you were like very young, like seven-ish. Um, what like advice would you give to people like they're coming to Cambridge and want to get involved in Taekwondo or like other sports? Um, the best way is always just to go for it. I've started a fair few sports recently. Um, I've recently taken up uh, swimming and ballet, mainly because they help with Taekwondo. Um, but I'm not very good at either of them. And you don't need to be. If you enjoy what you're doing, um, then sports can be really, really fun. It's a great way to meet people. It's a great way to get out of your room and do something different. Um, and there's some sports where progression is a part of it. Um, one of my friends, actually the vice president of the club, she joined the club without doing any taekwondo whatsoever. And within four years, she's only half blue. Um, and that's purely down to her dedication and her commitment and everything that she's put in both for the club and for herself. So it's very much just keep on going with it, but find what you enjoy. And if you're not enjoying it, try something else instead. I think that's kind of amazing that your friend, like in four years, was able to progress that much. Um, what is the like, what is that process like? How do you get selected for varsity? What kind of um, level of skill is expected at the varsity level? Yeah, it, it is very competitive, um, which is kind of what most sports are like in Cambridge. Um, we, as a Taekwondo club, are actually quite small compared to our Oxford counterpart, which is a lot, a lot bigger. Um, so actually, our varsity selection isn't as difficult compared to some of the sports clubs um, that we know. And actually, this friend that I mentioned, Lucy, um, she having not done any taekwondo before university is now on the um the student national squad for great britain in the pattern side of things um so she has progressed absolutely amazingly throughout these past four years um actually getting onto the varsity team it's all about the commitment to the club it's all about how often you come to training and your fitness and the things you do outside of training as well um we don't want someone that's just constantly doing taekwondo non-stop we want someone that has a life, has something to bring other than just Taekwondo, like something to bring to the team, like some indomitable spirit is something that we use quite a lot. So yeah, varsity selection is quite tough and quite a rigorous process. My last thought is if you had to like sum up why your sport is important to you, why you, why you do it, how would you answer that? Firstly, in general, I think all sports are really important to anyone that does them, as you are probably aware, it becomes a very key part of their life because it gets them out, it gets them active, it makes it helps them meet new people and do different things. Taekwondo to me has a very special place in my heart because I've been doing it for so long. My dad used to do it when he was younger as well. So there's a family connection and both my siblings do it. Um, I really enjoy the team mentality, but I also really enjoy the fact that it's just you versus someone else in the ring. It's very much a competition and a battle of both fitness and brain power. I really, really enjoy being with the squad. I really enjoy training with them and the cheering that they do when you are up in the ring and the way that everyone helps each other out. It's very much a, if you get kicked, you get back up again and carry on. Um, so it's taught me a lot of very key life lessons, for example, resilience and being able to take a beating both physically and mentally. And that's why I really, really love the sport and I keep on coming back. Thank you so much for joining us. It was really lovely getting to meet you and speak to you. Then we spoke to Gabriel and heard about his experience on the varsity boxing team. Um, well, my, my name's Gabriel and I'm um, uh, part of the Blues boxing squad. 
And I only joined at the beginning of this year. So this has been my first year of boxing with uh, varsity boxers. Oh, so you went from like a complete kind of novice to blues within a year. How has that been? Like, was that something you found quite easy to pick up or is it similar to kind of other sports you've done? Well, the, so the, I had been boxing quite a lot before I um, trialed for the blues squad. Um, yeah, so I did a, a few trials at the beginning of the year and I got into the squad and I've been into ever since. Yeah, cool. Um, so one of the things that seems like it would come up, especially um, at a university like Cambridge, is obviously how you would be able to manage um, playing sports at the level that varsity requires in terms of like hours of training and stuff like that. How do you how do you manage the time commitment of playing of of boxing um, with your degree? Is that something that you find difficult? <laughs> yeah, um, it's not always been easy, especially this term. Um, it was quite quite tough, um, but I think one of the things that's made it more manageable is the fact that a lot of the lectures are recorded, which means that if you have training slots in the morning or during the afternoon when you would have had lectures, you can now make those um, make those training slots and leave areas where you have more space to watch the lecture in your own time. Um, but it, it is obviously um, quite a large commitment. I think the, the boxes only train around six times a week, but I know that some other squads are a lot more intense and ask for a lot more from their, from their members. Yeah, definitely. I think um, something that we've kind of found from speaking to other guests is a bit about like the pressure you feel. So I wonder if you feel any like pressure within the team, um, obviously like to perform at your best and in terms of like kind of varsity um, competitions, like how do you find the pressure affects you and is it kind of uh, echoing a kind of perfectionist kind of generic kind of Cambridge attitude? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, it's difficult I think as a boxer to always um, look for perfection when you're in, about to fight or when you've been asked to do, um, to spar or any of your trainings. I think it's the, the coaches definitely demand quite a lot from us when it comes to like circuits and training and just our, our physical, our physical shape. And they're very demanding when it comes to that. But when it comes to the actual fighting aspect of it, um, one thing I have found is that they're fairly understanding at times if um, if you're not on your top form or if you do have other things to be doing, that means, that means you have to skip a fight or that you won't be able to spar in that particular time. Um, so I I think that one of, uh, although I, I do think that's quite specific to boxing because I can I could really understand why some people would not be in the mood to get punched in the face um, for 20 minutes at the end of a long day of lectures. So I, I, I think there is that aspect to it as well. And then one of the other things that came up in some of our other interviews was that like some, some sports seem to have, tend to have like particular, like attract particular um, types of people or interest in particular subjects, whereas others seem like they kind of attract a wide range of um, of people so I guess I'm just curious like what is the what's the social culture of boxing like what kind of students does it attract what kind of social life does it 
offer or demand of you outside of your training? I think boxing is one of the few um, blue sports where there is actually quite a lot of diversity, although I will admit it is um, there is quite a large majority of, of males that, that do boxing. Um, but in terms of their backgrounds um, and where they come from, there's a lot of, um, we have a lot of people coming from more international uh, backgrounds and not just strictly from just England and English um, English schools. Um, although I, I do think that's because boxing is um, a lot more international than sports that maybe are more traditional and Britain, like rowing or lacrosse and things like that. Um, but at least relative to boxing, um, I think that although there is definitely a huge gender mismatch, the, the backgrounds are quite, um, I think, quite, quite balanced. Yeah, definitely. I'm just curious about the more like if there's any like social aspects of boxing, like do you have kind of um, like fun events within the team or is it quite strictly um, about the sport? Ah, well, we do have some now because varsity was, um, well, was supposed to happen a few days ago, but was cancelled for a lot of complicated reasons. But um, truth is when you're preparing for varsity fight, you have to be very, very strict with what you eat because of... Um, the weight classes and the requirements for yeah your, your, your weight, which means that it's actually very difficult to have any socials um, roughly from a month before till varsity because um, and even sometimes earlier than that because you have some boxes that are dropping um, I don't know seventeen kilograms in a month and you can't have them um, eating or drinking too too much because that will that will hold their progress and although it is very much their own choice to do that um we choose not to hold too many socials um usually the month before varsity and although maybe that's not the best in terms of mental health and stuff it is definitely i think to um avoid putting these boxes on on an equal platform with the ones that are preparing to fight and that are really, really pushing themselves not to eat, don't have to have this fear of missing out from other boxes that maybe aren't boxing varsity and that don't have to be doing this preparation. Um, since you're playing, since you're boxing at a university level, obviously I would imagine you have some kind of interactions with the with the university at some level. Do you think that there's any like issues um, or I don't know, misconceptions about boxing that either you feel like the university itself hasn't addressed or that people have about like, yeah, kind of misunderstandings about um, boxing that you can sort of dispel for us. Um, Well, boxing is, I think, somewhat of a difficult one because um, obviously the whole concept of it is, has been fairly questioned by the universities and the whole boxing varsity is um, well actually looks like from this year on will not be able to happen in the same way that it has been happening for a hundred plus years. Um, and so the, the main, one of the main reasons for that is that 
um, the varsity boxing match is or was a competition that had no experience filter. So you could have novice boxers who'd been selected for varsity go up against boxers that have had eight or nine years of experience. Um, and obviously, as long as the boxers agree to do that, it's something that, that, that can be worked around. Refereeing can also be very strict to assure that nothing happens. But what's happened is that there have been some, some, some cases where um, maybe past experience wasn't declared or there was some disagreement between coaches about, I don't know, translational experience from other sports that other, some of the boxers have played. Um, and because of that, varsity boxing has really, really, really changed and is going to have to change. It may not even happen next year because of um, the disputes between, uh, between coaches and clubs. Um, so I'm not sure how it's happened for other, other clubs, but in terms of boxing, at least it's something that the university, both universities are very much involved in because well, it's, it's a dangerous sport. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, sorry, just like leaning into what you were saying about uh, misconceptions and back to what you were saying earlier about like the gender split within boxing. Do you think that's part of like a wider misconception that boxing is more geared towards men? And like, is there anything like, are you trying as a club to get more women involved? And how do you find the reception of that? Yeah, I think um, as a club, at least having talked about it with current presidents and captains, um, I think it's definitely something that we're trying to um, to improve. It's something that I think for a long time has been incredibly one-sided. Um, and I don't think the reason for that is because either men or women are more or less combative. I don't, I don't think that's what it is I thought at all. I think it's just um, to do with general culture of boxing that has been um, geared around the big male heavyweight fights and when you ask someone about boxing the names they'll usually come up with are big male heavyweight names um, so I think it is very important that um, maybe when we recruit members for our blue squads we try to be more encouraging during trials and because I know that there are definitely enough women that apply to create a squad a blue squad that would be almost evenly split. We had, I think, like a thousand trialists at the beginning of the year. Um, and there was definitely enough to make a, a, a blue, almost a, a fully split blue squad. So it's really something that I think we should um, consider doing, even if for some reason the coaches consider that the level perhaps isn't as high as they're expecting. I think it's better to do that because we're allowing more um, women, especially to be put in a, boxing competitive environment and really allowing them to make the choice if they want to continue with it rather than trying to make those choices ourselves. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I guess kind of one last question to sort of conclude. Um, why do you think, like, why is boxing important to you? Why is sport in general important to you? Why do you do it? I think boxing um, and sport in general for me is um, and I don't know if this is specific to me or if, if a lot of other um, blues uh, boxers and other athletes feel the same way, but um, it's a sort of a way to, in a sense, distance yourself from what you may be doing academically or 
other problems um, you may be having in some different aspects of your life. Um, and there's something quite, um, I think, quite welcoming about being a community of people that are interested in the, in the sport that you're interested in and to have a space where you can practice that activity um, with people that are, frankly, really, really good and um, can provide a lot of fantastic insights into boxing. And I've learned so much in the last year having joined um, the Blue Squad with some boxers that are have nine, 10, 15 years of experience and that you know, can really teach us um, an amazing amount of things. Um, so I, I, I do really enjoy sports for, for that reason, for that extra little space it provides. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you for chatting with us. Thank you for being here. And next we spoke to Tatiana about her role in the Varsity Women's Football Team. Uh, my name is Tatiana. I'm my sport is blues women's blues football, and um, I'm currently president um, of women's president of the club. How did you initially get involved in football, and like how long have you been playing it for? And yeah, give us a little backstory. Yes, yeah, so I initially got involved in football um, basically as a kid. So I have a twin brother. And so, like, he would always play football. And so, obviously, just inevitably wanting to do what he did. Like, so I wanted to play football too. So that's how I kind of got, I guess, my liking for the sport. Um, and then I would play, like, with the boys in the playground at lunchtime. And then when I went on to secondary school, I kind of then looked for a football team. They had a women's football team. Then my PE teacher was like, you're really good. Like, you should get yourself to a club. Uh, so then I just got myself, to, like, a local grassroots team. And then from there... I went on to play for Crystal Palace for a bit um, and then obviously I came to uni um, so I left them and yeah first thing I did pretty much was look for a football team so yeah. How have you found like um, the experience of the women's football in Cambridge has it been like a good a good community a good team like what's your experience has been like? Honestly I've really enjoyed like all three of the years that I've had women's football has really been good just not even just in terms of like the like football and like the standard I guess of football but also just the teams have been really friendly and it's also like just really flexible in terms of yeah we've got the competitive side of the uni football then on the other side you've got like the really chill university um not, not university college football which is quite flexible as well so you can get involved in that on the weekends um the training's really flexible I know for Hamilton Panthers they like do a google poll every week on Facebook and adjust that based on people's like lectures and things like that so I've really enjoyed like the football experience especially like obviously as academic side is really demanding and so I just like the de-stress of just being able to run around for a bit. Yeah definitely um, and kind of speaking to the academic side of things how do you manage the time commitment of obviously playing a sport at a really high level and then also being at a particularly rigorous university how do you kind of balance those two things? Yeah that's something I've had to get used to a lot over the years just in terms of like obviously playing like grassroots football, Sunday football and having training midweek and then balancing that with my GCSEs and then also the A-levels. It's like something that forced me to be organised in terms of like having a tight schedule, especially I know that um, uni football, we've got Bucks Wednesdays. And so with the league that we're currently in, when it's an away day, it's basically like the whole day gone. So like a whole day worth of work um gone so like having to compensate for that by like waking up a little bit extra early on a Saturday morning and Sunday morning to make sure that like I've caught up with the readings I've got my essays done I'm prepared for the supers and things like that but I think because I enjoy it 
I'm willing to be flexible and make the time around it. Yeah, definitely. I was wondering, what is the kind of like more social culture around women's football like? Yeah, no, the, what, that's what I really love about the team as well. It's not just on the pitch, it's off the pitch as well. So our social set well, like has been really good this year. I think every, most years they've been really good with socials, but um, this year our social set is well. She's been really good in terms of organising like um, regular socials, um, just to meet like informally. We have sometimes potlucks, dinners. So it'll be like before the game, the night before or a couple of nights before we'll have dinner together, just have a bit of pasta, just like talk, socialise a bit, just team bonding type of things, which is what I really like. So um, I like the fact that not only do I play, but I genuinely like them off the pitch. Yeah, I think the social side of things is definitely really important, especially I can imagine to the team dynamics as well. Like you have to all get along to be able to play well together. Um, But I'm kind of curious. So some of the people who we've spoken to for this episode have talked about particular types of students who are attracted to different sports. Um, And so with football, do you think that there's a particular kind of person or a particular subject um, that people study that tends to um, kind of show up more often or do you have quite a wide range of types of people and subjects and personalities who play football yeah I would say that with us for football it's it's really varied in terms of subjects so like I do HSPS I've got a couple of engineers to be fair there's quite a few Natskis which I was surprised about considering how demanding or like how many contact hours Natskis have um, but no in terms of personalities and course wise I would say it's definitely varied and it's like changes even more so like season to season as you know people leave new people come in we've got medics as well lawyers so like ours is like really varied I was just wondering like in terms of the women's football scene how do you feel like that gets seen around the um university in general like maybe in comparison to the men's football um do you think like there's a good push towards the women's or do you think there's more that we can improve in that aspect I think with women's sports in general, there's always more that can be improved in terms of visibility. I know that especially in terms of the football side, like one of the things that I was keen to work on is just making sure that we had a bit more of a partnership approach with the men's side of the club, um, which has been really good that Henry and Kossi, both of them have been receptive to that this season. Obviously, like knowing that we do have our distinct like social media accounts, so that's like some differences there, um, but something that we've been really working on that we did identify was obviously that problem of that you know the men's football does get a lot more light than women's football and trying to change that making sure that we're kind of working together on an equal footing I think there's still like a little bit like there is still more work to be done but it's good that this year's committee in particular have you know taken at least the steps needed to try and bridge that gap. So we talked a little bit about how um, you managed to balance your Cambridge degree with being a Blues um, athlete but I'm wondering if you think that the kind of perfectionist nature that's quite common amongst Cambridge students, if that translates onto the pitch and if that if people bring that energy with them um, to the sport. I definitely would say that we have on our team like players who do bring, I guess, that that drive for like perfection onto the pitch. But I see it as a positive thing um, and I really enjoy it just because. I like to play my football and just enjoy the sport. But when we've got players who like will literally be playing as well the sport and then say, for example, half time and they've got so much feedback to give in terms of the technicalities of what's been going well, what's not going well and, and training as well in terms of, you know, what we're doing well as a team, like picking up on like the, like the slightest things that sometimes I don't pick up on. I think that it's a positive thing because all of it is constructive and it all like contributes to making the team better. So I definitely think that there are elements of that, but it is a strength. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, the timing of this um, podcast episode is coming around varsity, and we spoke to a lot of people about it. Have you played your varsity match yet? No, so varsity is actually this Sunday coming up. This Sunday, yeah. And have you done it in previous years? Yeah. So my first year was literally the week we were supposed weekend we were supposed to have it. We went into lockdown. Um, then second year it got pushed into June. Unfortunately, um, both the men and the women lost to Oxford. Um, we lost ours three one. So hopefully um, this year we've got the home home crowd with us. Um, we can get the win. Yeah. So just wondering, like, what is your your experience of like varsity within the team is it something that you think people get even more hyped for definitely I definitely would say that varsity varsity is like the one game that no player wants to miss um on our team it's really exciting time obviously because especially for us on the women's side that's like the one game where we actually do get fans coming to watch us or like you know a substantial amount of fans coming to watch us uh, making it almost feel like kind of like that semi like women's super league or that premier league experience which is obviously like a nice feeling to have um and also just the fact that when our kit arrives and we've got like our surnames on the back that just adds like another layer of I guess prestige to it so varsity definitely is a time of the season that everyone looks forward to it's like the biggest game I guess so yeah are you excited to be playing at home with you know the possibility for all of your friends and like classmates and stuff to come out and watch yeah, no, I've never really, I don't think I would have ever had as many people come and watch me as in like family and friends wise as this weekend. So it's definitely is like an exciting experience and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I know. It seems like it's going to be a really, really good event. Um, and then I'm curious kind of in general, why do you play football? Why is playing football important to you? Quite simply, just because I enjoy it. Um so growing up, like, I don't know, I've just always loved playing sports. So I did a bit of swimming for a bit, played tennis, badminton. Like, I just used to, I did track as well for a bit to complement the football. And football is just the one sport, I don't know, that I just really enjoyed and I really liked. Um, maybe because I just always had someone to play it with, or maybe because I would grew accustomed to kind of like being in a team environment. So I like I guess, like, just being able to not only just play by myself and compete by myself, but competing with others, kind of, like, knowing that, like, you have to depend or trust, you know, the person when you're passing the ball or when you're making a cross, just that idea of, like, working together to kind of achieve a common goal. I guess it's just something that I've really enjoyed about football. It's been really nice um, hearing from you and, like, just hearing how passionate and excited you are about the sport. I think that's kind of the best part. Finally, we spoke to Liam, Varsity's own senior sports editor, about his reporter's perspective on the Cambridge athletic world. Um, so you just want to just like start off by introducing yourself and then give some context for like your role in Varsity and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, Liam Klein, um, I'm at Holmerton College. Um, I'm just the senior sports editor for Varsity newspaper. Um, Got involved with Varsity back in uh, Easter term of my second year and now third year. Uh, so I started off as a staff writer for sports and then um, moved to senior sports editor in uh, Michaelmas of third year, so October, September time. Uh, actually, no, I think we took it over in the summer, actually. Uh, and then and then I've done it for two terms now. So enjoying it. Yeah. Why did it like initially attract you? Like, why were you interested in kind of writing and then like progressing up like a writer to kind of an editor in the sports section? 
Yeah, well, so <clears throat> I started as a staff writer purely just because I did it on a bit of a whim. And obviously I just enjoyed uh, sport in general, like most people. Uh, and it was really under, uh, so it was during that time under uh, the sports editor Cameron White, where we started um, sort of taking a bit more interest in uh, university and college level sport. Um, <clears throat> so it came out because obviously where so much disruption had happened with um, COVID in the Michaelmas and Lent terms, it meant that all of the kind of big university, like varsity fixtures, the college fixtures, the Cuppers finals, all got pushed back to Easter term. So it was quite a busy time where we was doing a lot of reporting. Um, and then that was what made me uh, want to become the editor in general because I wanted to push more of the college and university level coverage of, of sport because uh, I think it's important to, you know, um, I, think, I think it's important to get that coverage out there anyway because obviously sport is so huge at Cambridge and it's also just important as well to, I mean, doing our bit through coverage just kind of shows a lot of people, I think, that might be umming and ahhing a little bit about sport, whether they want to do it at Cambridge. It's just kind of there to show that, you know, it is possible. That's on a very, like, foundation level as to just why we kind of cover sport anyway. Other than, obviously, we just enjoy covering sport. So, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. So now that you've kind of been involved with um, sport reporting and varsity in general for a while, how do you see the, like, Cambridge athletic world? Um, and how do you think, do you think that, like, your perspective differs from the university's kind of perception of it? I don't know, go into that a little bit um well I think the way I think the way I see college and um university sport has kind of uh has I think coincided with uh, just a general rise in popularity uh particularly at the college level as well like you know there's been a lot of <clears throat> like social media like activity uh over the last like six months from uh particularly like the football league uh this we've seen like um successful like basically re revival of the college netball league um we've seen also like college rugby um also college uh, college football for women you know a lot of a lot of things have really like taken off on social media um so you know what i've seen i can't really talk, comment too much before because i only got involved but what i've seen is like just a massive kind of and it, there's an element of like sort of taking it seriously as well which is quite nice because you know obviously college we, we all know that college sport isn't obviously of the highest level but like it's so it's got such a high subscription that there, there is there's no real like it's not it doesn't need to be ironic if you take it seriously you know what i mean because it is it does get really competitive there's obviously over 30 colleges at this place so you know there are rivalries there are people that want to win so i mean i think what i've seen is that there's been a, a really good like uptake and i think because of increasing uptake, there's also been like increasing like increasing competitiveness and just that kind of thing. And I think it just bodes well for drawing drawing in and also drawing in crowds and yeah, because also we're seeing like massive massive amounts of spectators going to college college sports. For instance, uh, last term we had the Homerton versus Fitzwilliam. Um, it was a cup as football. It wasn't even the final, and there was about like you know there was a massive social media thing for it, like 400 or so people turned up. Um, so there is just, uh, the way I've seen it is just, um, a lot of like po popularity rising, um, increasing subscriptions, um, and people taking it more seriously, which is, is good. Cause obviously as well, you know, when people getting involved at the college level is kind of like partly a stepping stone for the university level. So if people want to try and take their, their sporting talents to the higher level and like college, a lot, for instance, with netball, you know, um, I was speaking to, um, 
some girls from the, the netball blues team recently and they were saying about how like the college netball system is a perfect stepping stone to get into like the university development teams and then try and get into the blues you know if, uh, for, for most people they probably first of all don't really see college sport as being like a direct link to university sport because they first of all perhaps didn't take it very seriously but now we're starting to see that change um but also it's just the, it's just the way in which um, i think we're also just seeing like a lot more interaction between the university level teams and the college level teams which is just good in general i think like for instance with football netball so i don't know too much i don't know if that's a bit of a ramble but yeah. No, no, that's good. That's fine. Um, I was just wondering, like, do you play any sport? Have you ever played any sport? What's your like relationship with that like? And does the kind of emphasis on sports coverage make you more likely to play sport? Do you think? Um, well, so I played foot. I've played football since I was about eight years old, um, at a decent, like, an all right level. <laughs> and then, uh, but just before I came to university, I got like a, <clears throat> I got like a knee injury where like. Um, it's basically like ligament damage and stuff. So I basically can, I, and I haven't had the corrective surgery since. So basically I haven't been able to do any kind of uh, sport at uni, but obviously I was massively into sport before uni. Um, so I guess part on a personal standpoint, I think partly the reason why I'm so involved in varsity sport is kind of like a, in a weird way, like trying to get back what I can't do in a way right now. So, you know, what going along to watch the football games is like, it's quite, it's a bittersweet thing because I look at it and be like, oh, I'd love to be involved in it. But, you know, I also enjoy reporting on it. So um, that's fine. That's that's fine by me. But um, yeah, so I can't remember what the second part. So Oh, like has. Well, yeah. So yeah. obviously, yeah, I can't do it. Um, most of the sports. So, I mean, obviously, if anything, reporting on it all makes me want to do it more. But knowing that I can't do it, it's like that's that's something you have to sort of level with. Um, but I think definitely from. I think I'm trying to like speaking from an outsider's perspective and like someone who's not me, I think there is definitely um, with so much sport that, that gets covered. I think there is probably, I'd like to think there is definitely um, people out there that think, Oh, like I've seen an article on something um, because obviously another thing as well, like where we quite often work closely with the teams in general, they like to, you know, kind of like we get presidents of the teams, we get captains who like kind of chime in um, with, you know, um, like just sort of, uh, you know, reasons as to why they, people think they should join their club and I th I'd like to think that people have maybe latched on to even if a couple of people have just seen an article or an interview and thought oh I'll give it a try then that's like that's a, ben that's a benefit um that's a good thing but obviously personally I can't do it so it is what it is yeah um no I think that that all makes a lot of sense um I guess I'm kind of pivoting a little bit but curious about how like university sport in general kind of has a reputation sometimes of be of having you know a little bit of a dark side or having um some aspects of the social culture that are a little bit um i don't know problematic um so i'm i'm curious like whether your role um through varsity has given you any particular insights into the good or bad sides of um sport culture at uni like we had some other guests who were talking about how supportive their teams are and the kind of like um community that that sports uh, at Cambridge kind of cultivate so equally um you could speak to the good sides as well as the bad um well I mean uh so when you mean bad sides do you mean for instance like there was I remember there was like an article that came out on features where it's like um like or like would like for instance like homophobia and rugby culture or something like that would that well I mean I think personally that I mean I haven't heard of anything like that at, at uni level I think um in some ways, I think, I don't know if this makes much sense, but I think also there is a, a way, there's a slight 
sense in which the university and maybe even particularly at Cambridge and I think because I'd like to think that Cambridge is quite a politically aware space um but I think there has there are there is an element of detachment between you know like uh like cultures and like hooligan culture for instance like in football and then or, or like and then when you come to somewhere like Cambridge like you kind of the sporting space is a little bit different to what you think like um the cultures outside of Cambridge represent. So for instance, like rugby culture, I think is slightly different. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to brandish like rugby culture as being like homophobic or something, but <clears throat> you know, like I, I've read a couple of articles now and we've done one, for instance, we did an article with um, rugby league captain. I think he might be president actually uh, of the rugby league team, uh, Ruben Brown. And he, <clears throat> he, he had a lot to say sort of about how him in his post, he's obviously trying to change a lot of things about um, rugby culture, but you know, but, and, but even the rugby, just in general, on on what he can, in terms of what he can control, which is the rugby league team that's in front of him, like <clears throat> they're very welcoming. They have people from different backgrounds, different like obviously, and just different degrees in general, different attitudes towards things. You know, it's kind of just like a, a really quite diverse space, and I think, um, I, I think that's what is goes to that. I think that's something that just goes through all the, the university teams so I think like something to just bear in mind is that, like obviously there are the bad sides of sport cultures and particular sports but I think it's slightly different here at Cambridge I think that there's you know definitely because we've got students that at the end of the day we're all students and I think that what what a lot of the <clears throat> presidents who are also students the captains who are students is they kind of just they realize that they they have this kind of like duty to just make sure that everyone we're all in the same boat in terms of being students like try and make sure that we kind of be inclusive and things like that and I think I haven't like I said I haven't really heard any bad things but I think yeah there are the bad things that are attached to sports but sports here is I don't think they can necessarily carry those bad things with them you know I think it's slightly different which is a good thing yeah no definitely so I like a lot of the focus of this episode has been around kind of the varsity um like competitions with Oxford so yeah. I was just wondering like how you see <clears> that kind of world and if how you see kind of the student like whether that's through like the readership um or like social media you were saying kind of connecting with the varsity tournaments whether you think it's kind of something that students care a bit more about because obviously it's against Oxford yeah I mean um so I think we've had this is our final week um so I know like for instance we're going to cover ice hockey and football this weekend but um <clears throat> yeah obviously the varsity matches carry like um a big uh, like a big rivalry um, that obviously is very historic, but I think um, I think something that's been good that's ha hopefully happening, like I think which we've been trying to cut, like, which we've been trying to kickstart, and I think also with like the the university sports centre as well, making sure that we kind of raise awareness of like this is just one fixture at the end of the day in a long like a long two like a long two terms of fixtures, and like the, kind of these teams that. Uh, obviously, there is a, obviously a massive buzz around varsity um, because of just how 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 old it is, and also just the Cambridge Oxford thing. Like you know, everyone loves that. But you know, there's obviously other sporting achievements that are taking place like right around that time as well. Like you know, like the netball team, the netball team lost their varsity match against Oxford, but you know they went unbeaten in their league season and won the title. So I mean, you know, it's important I think as well. Like. I think one thing to realise is that there's a massive buzz around Ox uh, Oxford Cambridge varsity matches, but like it's important not to just make the varsity matches the sole the sole point of judging a team. You know what I mean? Like it kind of can be like, you know, if again if the men lose the Oxford 
Barcy uh, Oxford match this weekend, in a football match, like, are we going to start? I mean, it's not like we're going to start slating them because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all fine and games. But, like, you know, they've also had a really good season in terms of, like, winning the league as well. So it's kind of like a thing. I, I mean, also, I think, I don't know whether I can't speak as a, as a student, like, player at all but you know it's important for the players as well not to realize that like kind of just because they lose against Oxford they're like not good you know what I mean like kind of they've had these massive um they've had these really good and successful campaigns that have lasted a lot longer than just one game like over the course of 10 games they've had to try and create a run where they've won titles and things so I think what's so what I'm trying to say is that you know there is a massive buzz around the Barcelona games but it's also I think it would also be really good if students and supporters actually like got in, got involved in terms of like following along with Bucks um, and like also even just college level sport as well, like um, because of obviously a lot of the people that are involved in the varsity football, for instance, will then play college football on every weekend. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of fun and excitement and drama that surrounds all of that. So I think what's what's good is what, and I think that's what I think for, for instance the football team have also been doing it quite well, and just that you know and creating that hype by saying that oh these these um, these footballers that will be involved in the varsity game go to these colleges and then they sort of that then leads to a little way in in which you can then follow the football college the college football teams so i think varsity although it's like obviously a massive buzz there's also i think it also has like a, a duty to try and raise awareness to uh, raise awareness of all the other kind of sport that goes on it's, it's not just sport at cambridge isn't just about that one fixture across all the different sports it's about using that using that kind of one fixture to then also celebrate that fixture, but also raise awareness to everything else that's going on in the sporting world that, that happens a long, long time before uh, come February, March time, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's even like consistent with my experiences in um, like, I went to varsity for swimming a couple of weeks ago and that was like the, we, we, we lost, but like kind of the point of the match wasn't really going to win or to lose. It was like the celebration of this, like kind of, legacy of um competitions and and then also like the social side of things I think is really big as well and like having that relationship especially with Oxford um is particularly unique um I know you mentioned you're a third year so do you think like looking past the end of your degree at Cambridge is sports reporting something that you're going to keep um keep going with or where do you see your um your journalism career going uh yeah like yeah personally I'd love to get involved in sports journalism um so, you know, I think this is well, uh, like writing for varsity, editing for varsity has been like a really nice way in. Um, I think which just in general, student journalism is a nice way in to get to get insight if you want to do journalism in the future. But um, yeah, hopefully I can see myself hopefully being a sports journalist. Um, I've done some work for the Cambridge Independent, which is at like the local newspaper. So trying to sort of branch out personally. But, you know, um, yeah, hopefully, I, hopefully I get into that line of work. So. Personally, I'd like to be a sports journalist, but it's a very uh, tough, competitive industry. So we'll see. Yeah, no, great. I mean, that's the end of my questions, unless Izzy has more. No, I think that's it. I think that was that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I gave you something useful. Um, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Cool. Um, when so what what is this? So this is on the switchboard, you say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Should okay. be coming actually... tomorrow. Oh, it's coming out tomorrow. So, have you, are you? Do you personally edit it, or? No, we have we have our own team. So. Right. We have people with more skills to yeah. do the <laughs> editing. Just... How many of there are you, in general, on the switchboard? Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Cool. Who else you spoke to actually about accuracy? Um. So we spoke to a guy, Meyer Armerton. Um. Do you know Gabriel? 
He like boxes uh, and he's in plays handball and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did you say he's involved in boxing? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember seeing them at the town v gallon thing. Yeah, and then um, the like taekwondo varsity taekwondo captain, and then we're gonna have. Do you know Tatiana? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's gonna be on as well. Oh, she'll be good. Yeah, yeah. she'll give you some good stuff. She's, yeah. She's All right. Cool. Cool. Well, All right. Thanks a lot for this. Yeah. Thanks for asking me as well. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. All right. See you later on. See ya. Bye. Bye. So back with another Ask Vulture segment after our break from it last week. So this one's quite timely towards the end of terms. This person asks, says, I find it quite hard to adapt between term life and home life. And I'm wondering with the Easter break being so short, any tips I can have to make the transition easier? Izzy, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think this is like a super common um, if not just universal experience. Um, definitely something I struggle with, especially since home for me is so far, well, not so far, but isn't the UK. Um, I have the kind of cultural and language reset as well every time I go home. Um, but I think that the important thing is kind of like being able to notice the consistencies between your home life and your Cambridge life. And so how can they both kind of become part of, you know, how can you keep up the same routines um, at home as you do at uni um, and like find ways to replicate some of the activities you do in one place in the other place so that you feel that consistency throughout. Um, I don't know, Liv, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a difficult one. It's one that I think a lot of people struggle with every single time, but I think it's just important to, um, even when you're at home, obviously I assume you're keeping up with your Cambridge friends will help you feel like the transition is a bit less stark and just enjoying the time you have at home and using it. Um, just as a more of a reset and a recharge to come back from next term um, is probably a good way to go and obviously just yeah just enjoying everything you can while you're at home for the short amount of time it is as Easter as you said it's only a few weeks Um, so I think personally I'll just be using it as an opportunity to relax and kind of recoup after a stressful term and be ready to go again next time. Yeah I think that's great advice and that's basically it for this episode Um, and for our joint season of switchboard like I said at the beginning I've had a really nice time um, being on the switchboard team with you Liv and with the rest of our team members Um, and I really enjoyed this episode as well I thought it's kind of a bit different from some of our other ones but really interesting to hear about such a um, kind of big community in Cambridge that doesn't make it to the forefront of um, of conversations at least in my social circles as much as maybe it should yeah definitely I think it's been a great episode and as you said a great one to end on I think we've done a lot of different stuff this term and it's been really great to learn about every single episode and kind of the topics involved so it's been a really great experience as well as obviously doing it with you Izzy and just a big thank you to everyone for listening and the new team will see you next term I guess yeah have a great Easter break and that's all from us